Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. Welcome to this latest Pyramid podcast, um, and it's one of my favourites, actually. It's uh, the latest in our bonus pods, where I chat to Andrew Block about PR pitches and merger and acquisition trends in the UK PR scene. Um, and as many of you will know, um, Andrew is co-founder and non-executive director at Frank PR, um, and has now got a couple of, of newish roles. One of those is head of PR at the new business consultancy AAR, and he's also a partner at PCB Partners, where he advises on the buying and selling of marketing services agencies. Before we start, do take a look at the PRM homepage for all the details on our latest webinars, including a new one we've launched this year looking at the intersection of data, insight and PR planning. Also, um, thanks so much to our PRM podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ben. How are you? Oh, very well, very well. A mild cold, Andrew, but um, mustn't complain. No. So go on then, give it, let's kick things off with a, a new business win update. What have you got for us this week? Well, I'm pleased to say that new business is still feeling pretty buoyant and there's been some big wins since we spoke last time about a month ago. Um, so I'll start with, with a biggie. Havas um, won a three-year contract for NHS blood and transplant. Um which spans sort of not just PR, but also experiential, customer experience, creative, that is worth close to £5 million. So they will be very happy with themselves about that one. Well, wow. And what was that? Was that one sort of via a roster or something? Was it? How, how does that sort of thing work? Yeah, the government, um, they revised their roster, I think it was about a year ago, maybe 18 months ago, Havas were one of about a dozen agencies on the list. You know, I can tell you from experience, being on the roster doesn't necessarily mean you get any work. Um, so they'd be very pleased to have capitalised on that place on the roster and won a really great account. Oh, and did you, what did you say, three years? Is that what you said? It was a three-year yes, three wow. contract. Yeah, that so. is a nice one to have in your back pocket, isn't it? Very uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? The other one that caught my eye was... Um, Golin, who have just picked up Specsavers, and that was a four-way pitch, I would imagine very, very hotly contested, one of the best sort of creative brands out there. Um, and it had been with Tiger Bond for, I think it was 22 years, certainly sort of 20-plus years, and Tiger Bond will continue. They're, they've done a great job over, over the years, but in particular on the sort of regional side of things. So they're continuing on that side and going and pick up the national side of it. Um, it's quite, I mean, I bet there's a pretty chunky bit of that brief that is based on the regions, if you think about um, Specsavers as a business, isn't it? So I, I imagine Tiger Bond have kept quite a bit, but as you say, um, Golden have kept the, um, have won the, the, the national brief, so to speak. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, look, it's always tough to lose an account, especially one that's been a defining one of the agency, but they'd be pleased to have, kept hold of some of it and not saying goodbye. I would imagine a lot of the brief has moved into sort of digital and online. So potentially that's why. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the brief. Yeah. Um, but a good, yeah, win, quite, quite a good win for Golden, nonetheless. Yeah, fantastic win. Yeah. And then, you know, a few other ones. Ready10 have had a good month. They picked up Beko, the white goods company, and Reed, the recruitment firm. Um, T2 
Tin Man won Magnet Kitchens, which was a pitch that I ran, fotly contested, very happy for Tin Man. Um, Frank, my mates, won Westfield UK. As in the shopping centre? As in the shopping centres. Right. Um, centres. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, centres. Um, Stir won Accurus watches. Right. Um, okay. Finn Partners won Visit Orlando. Right. And then Simon & Simon, which is a kind of maybe a bit lesser-known luxury lifestyle PR agency, they won Bentley. Um, and a really interesting brief, actually, to, to promote their carbon reduction pledge so i mean that's just a handful it's it does feel pretty active what what i've seen certainly through the lens of aar felt like this year was the first year that there was an actual summer for a couple of years so when you say an actual summer do you mean a summer break or a a summer okay yes i i mean that people went on holiday and things slowed down in certainly in august back end of july and then come sort of first week of September, it has gone completely crazy and it feels busier than ever. I think, you know, the caution that I would say is definitely more projects than retained. Definitely a sort of slowing in terms of decision-making, bit more caution, but it's there. The business is there. People are, you know... Obviously, we're having a tough time in terms of the economy, but brands are needing to adapt their messaging. Right. I mean, Friday. I mean, a few thoughts for me on that. The, I mean, a, a lot of the trend was towards project work anyway, and that's been going on for a number of years. I know there's potential, maybe a bit of slowing on that uh, back in the last year, but it was been those two things you mentioned about longer decision making processes and more project work. That's just a, a almost exaggerate exaggeration of a of a previous trend, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, at the moment, people are maybe a little bit more cautious because no one really knows quite how the economy is going to hit consumer spending in particular. But, you know, any sort of change is always a busy time. You know, public yeah. affairs agencies are extremely busy at the moment. Lobbying firms are very busy. Yeah. Um, and also on the con- consumer <laughs> side. But, you know, when you look at the wins certainly the ones I've talked about, you can see that travel is pretty dominant, retail prominent, white goods prominent. So there must be some optimism there that people are spending. And all of those briefs that I mentioned are all retained briefs. Okay, right. Someone said to me it's a bit of a scrapper's market at the moment. Would you agree with that or not Not so much? Uh, I mean... I think it's always a scrapper's market, isn't it? You know, there's, <laughs> there's no shortage of great PR agencies out there. So um, I don't know if it's more of a scrapper's market than ever. I, I think everyone is generally a bit nervous because we don't know what's round the corner, which makes you wake up, sit up, work a bit harder, makes the retained briefs even more valuable because everyone wants a bit of consistency and visibility of revenue um whether it's more scrappy than normal don't know okay and just final one on the on on the new business side from the aar's perspective you must have a decent handle on i know only you know a percentage of the the overall market comes through aar but um it is uh, when you look at your the number of briefs going through through it is it uh, it's about the same year on year um up down what is that i would say on that 
I would say, look, I know AAR had its best month in its history last month. Nice. I would say it's busier than than ever. Um, what you tend to see with, with AAR is a lot of the sort of big ad briefs, media briefs, digital briefs, the PR briefs follow on. Um, not always. Sometimes it's all done at the same time. I've got visibility of what's going on in the sort of ad world, media world, and it is crazy, crazy, crazy busy at the moment. Right. Um, so, so what you said there's a there's a, the trend is that in for ad agencies and uh, and media agencies, brands tend to change their agencies, and then what you quite often find is six months, twelve months later, the PR brief also changes. Yeah, I mean sometimes quicker. They right. they, they want to get there above the line agency in place so that they can sort out their brand proposition or whatever it is that they're trying to to sort out and then they bring in PR I mean in an ideal world PR should be right at the front part of that initial brief and that does happen but you know so for for any agencies out there that if their clients are currently having a a new media a new new media or um, ad agency uh, um, pitching round, then they need to <laughs> they need to get uh, that they that there may be the, the writings on the wall. I don't know. I don't know if the writings on the wall, but I think you know. Look, what you see in this economy is the importance of being able to demonstrate results, value for money, return on investment is is more important than it's ever been. So, you know, all agencies can really do is continue to show their value and their worth, and certainly brands need help navigating what's going on at the moment. You know, there's not very many brands that are just head down, no. same message as they've always had. Everyone is having to adapt and fit the mood and the tone of the nation, which is really, you know, obviously where PR can sit at the top of the table yeah. and yeah. advise. I, mean, we, I, it's, I, I suspect most people listening to this, this podcast will be aware of this, but historically anyway, PR tends to have a pretty good time during recession doesn't it um so you know you know certainly relative to to the other areas of the marcoms mix so um that's always worth bearing in mind andrew let's move on to the to the mna side of things um because it's been busy there and actually busy in a, in a slightly different way than we've talked about in previous months yeah it has been busy um there's certainly some turbulence at the moment in this market particularly in the sort of private equity side of things. But what we've seen in the last month or so is some really big moves on the trade side of things. So mm. the, the, the firm that sort of caught my eye really is Fin Partners. They are just acquiring at a rapid pace. They Since we last spoke, they've done two deals, both actually US deal deals. One, um, Rachel Kay, which is a US sort of food and drink agency which is you know they're steadily building their consumer practice globally it's now up to about 25 million in fees um they also bought winston agency which is um, based out of washington they're a social impact boutique which is strengthening their corporate social responsibility their sustainability their esg um and their sort of headcount in this area purpose and social impact is is 100 ish now, so that's becoming pretty sizable, but that comes off the back of, you know, a whole range of acquisitions that they've they've made throughout this year. Yeah, they bought a company in India called SPAG, didn't they? A health yes. specialist. Yeah. So, that was, so that, that was an interesting one. Yeah, so they bought that early part of the summer, which sort of has really bolstered their presence in APAC. 
Um, they bought a brand strategy and creative agency called AHA. Then sort of back end of last year, they bought Medical Life, which was, I think, the second healthcare firm they bought in, in the same month, but just prior to that, they bought um, a, a company called Pharmacy Podcast Network. But then so what are they actually being come wise now then? Um, do, do, do you reckon? They are. I mean, it's an amazing growth story. They've grown in the last 10 years from what was $24 million in revenue to nearly $200 million in revenue. Right. So, you know, they are fast becoming one of these sort of independent PR agencies that is a real threat. And that's where we're seeing a lot of action in the M&A space. So, yeah. you know, you've got your top tier WPPs, Omnicoms, publicists that are active as are the sort of Accentures of this world. But this sort of next tier down of independent sort of full service groups that they are acquiring at a massive pace in yeah. certain areas you know pharma is big the whole yeah. esg social responsibility area is big um well it's an interesting one is it these sort of mid-sized predominantly we have to say us-based firms you, you know they can have a mid-sized is an interesting term isn't it, it you know you can have a, a firm of 100 150 million dollars is we people kind of refer to as mid-size well that's a pretty big mid-size isn't it um yeah it is a pretty big mid-size i mean they're i think they're up to sort of 30 plus offices now yeah. globally a thousand plus full-time employees so it's, it is sizable yeah um, and, and just to finish on that one for those who don't know it's the founder w was peter finn who um w was the uh came out of rudafin um and founded finn partners in i think about 2011 didn't he so it's in that sense he's got uh he's got history um shall we say yeah been around a while and they actually they had stagwell group took a minority stake in them, which Finn bought back last summer. And it seems like, so that was a, I think it was a four year financial partnership that sort of gave them the initial growth. Okay. And it's, and now that all these new acquisitions are sort of post them buying back that stake. So they seem very, very motivated. I mean, you literally yeah. can't sort of turn on your computer without seeing a new deal. So yeah. exciting. Well, they might, exciting. who knows, they might have a, an acquisition in the UK sometime. We shall, we shall see. Um, uh, and then there's a couple of other interesting deals as well. Again, sort of similar trend of, of, of trade buys. Yeah. So Lexington, which fantastic agency, sort of grown out of public affairs and government relations, sold to KYU Collective, which is lesser known. They're, they're a New York network, predominantly of creative firms. They, they own 18 creative agencies around the world. Um, what's interesting is this is their first sort of public affairs agency. It's, it's only the second UK company that they bought. They bought Public Digital um, last year. But it's, it's just an interesting new space for them. Yeah. I think what it shows, and it's it, something that we've seen with the Accentures of this world, is now, as well as having creative agencies, you want to be able to offer management consultancy, you want to be able to offer corporate reputation. And yeah. so they're building this group quite nicely. Lexington was, you know, sizable. We don't know the value of the deal, but they were 90 full-time employees being yeah i mean it's an interesting deal isn't it you see you see that trend a bit it doesn't always work does it um there's been a few examples where 
where they're trying to build that that one-stop shop, so to speak. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. it seems to have um, created something that greater than the sum of its parts, and sometimes a bit less. But Lexington is a great firm, so um, that's a, certainly an interesting one. Um, and then further afield, uh, was it something in Latin America you spotted? Yes. Something? So um, Hill and Knowlton Strategies, which is part of WPP. They bought a company called Jeffrey Group um, in Latin America, as you said, which, I mean, what's interesting now, I mean, first of all, it's sort of, you know, under the new sort of era of WPP post-Martin Sorrell with Mark Reed, I mean, they are making some really, really interesting acquisitions and are very acquisitive at the moment. What this deal does is essentially makes them the largest firm in the region. So, Jeffrey Group, whilst you know, I I hadn't heard of them. I'm not sure if you had, but they're big. They were sort of three hundred. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, I won't pretend to have a good knowledge of the Latin American PR market, but I think they were, you know, they're up there with the biggest firms in that market, aren't they? Um, and and well regarded. So um, yeah, yeah, no, very well. They've got yeah. brilliant client list: Disney, yeah. TikTok. Um, actually, mainly corporate comms and public affairs again, which seems to be a hot area at the moment but wpp are sort of buying in design and build they're buying in e-commerce technology i mean it's, it's really interesting yeah. watching but i suppose your wider point there is that after a quiet couple of years they seem to be back on the acquisition trail um as a business wpp yes yeah i think they've got their strategy in place they've consolidated the agencies they wanted to consolidate they know what they're doing now Right. Um, um, and finally, one um, a, a UK um, acquisition that you'd spotted. Yes, um, WE bought Hopscotch, which is another sort of corporate reputation agency, but also goes into the area of behaviour change, social impact. Um, not a huge agency, but a very, very well respected agency in its specialism. Um, about twenty-ish people. Yeah. So now WE is you know, getting close to 100 or so employees. So it's significant acquisition for them. Um, and, and, another, again, and another nice string to the, their bow, and it, it makes and strategically, doesn't it, a, a business like Hopscotch? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. Um, it sort of complements what WE are doing. They've, they've been sort of building out scientific engagement and their health practice um, for the last couple of years, and this complements that. They've also been building their sort of corporate reputation and brand purpose practice. Um, they they hired um, Kemi Akindeli, who joined them from Freud's last December, which was a big hire for them. So, you know, the UK is becoming such a competitive market in this corporate reputation, brand purpose side of things. So this seems to be, you know, what all of the interest at the moment seems to be in Brand reputation, corporate reputation, yeah. lobbying, healthcare—they're yeah. the hot areas, which is we've seen for the last year or two. That doesn't really show any sign of slowing down. Yeah, and you wonder the extent to which that um, that centre of knowledge, if you like, from from the UK is, and a lot of the work I, seems to me is international. Is what I was alluding to. Really, it's not. It's not just UK focused work. I no. think it's, yeah. Okay. which is a good thing for the sector needless to say um andrew thank you so much as ever we'll see you next month see you next month ben thanks for listening to the pr moment podcast produced in association with the marketeers network
If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.